0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Yesterday, we spoke with uh, Scarlett Martin, Toronto paramedic, who has not been vaccinated for COVID. Now, as Martin told us, she's been vaccinated for a lot of things. Being a paramedic, she just doesn't feel confident in this particular vaccine. She stands to lose her job tomorrow because of the vaccine mandate. Even though Premier Ford of Ontario has said that the mandate uh, will not extend to healthcare workers the city of Toronto has decided on its own that it will not honor that particular statement or that position by the provincial government that it will still continue with its mandate and so Ms Martin who's been a, a paramedic for 20 years stands to lose her job tomorrow So what about these covid vaccine mandates for healthcare workers Um I'm just curious what our guest's opinion is of the uh, mandates. We're also going to speak about booster shots, why they're necessary, and the protective levels of vaccine and uh, the booster. Also a question for my guest about how to answer the repeat claim that vaccinated people are just as exposed to uh, COVID and in just as much danger as the unvaccinated if they're hospitalized. Is there data to address that particular point? And uh, PHAC, Public Health Agency of Canada, state stated, children under 12 are leading the new COVID infections across this country. Lots going on, including Merck and Pfizer, the two pharmaceutical giants introducing antiviral pills. They're saying, at least uh, Pfizer is saying, theirs could reduce hospitalization from COVID by 89%. Lots to digest, lots to talk about. Dr. Jo- Joseph Blondo joins us, clinical microbiologist and head of clinical microbiology at Saskatoon's Royal University and Hospital and the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. Blondo, good to have you back. Oh, it's my pleasure, Roy. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, it's quite a shopping list we have for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. What is yours? What is your sense about the correctness or incorrectness of, uh, of vaccine mandates? for healthcare workers, i.e. if you're not vaccinated by a certain date, you'll be um, suspended without pay, and if you're still not vaccinated vaccinated by a second date, you're going to be terminated with cause. What what are your what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, it's a very difficult ethical question. And and the reason being is because when you're practicing healthcare, I, I think there's an expectation that when people come into our healthcare facilities, they're fires to them. And, um, and I think a lot of institutions are struggling to, to deal with, you know, the possibility that they, or for other infectious diseases like influenza uh, is going to be important to protect patients.
0: Um, so you have two provincial governments uh, that have so far, two provincial governments, that have dropped the idea for healthcare care uh, workers to be, to be vaccinated. Well, it's not dropped the idea to be vaccinated, but they've dropped the mandate Do you see that uh, going on across the country, or is that too political to get into? I mean, I don't want to turn you into a politician.
1: Fred. In our own institution, if you're not vaccinated, there's going to be a a requirement for you to be tested on a regular basis so that if you do contract the virus, it's picked up early enough so that you could be put in appropriate quarantine.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the, The paramedic I spoke with yesterday, Scarlett Martin, said she'd be happy to be tested every day.
1: Uh, Yeah, but once again, you know, the tests are not perfect, and it's possible that somebody could be tested with a test with a low sensitivity that would not pick up the presence of the virus, and that person could still be infectious.
0: Okay. Dr. Bondo, when it comes to vaccines, and this, this is constantly repeated, and I'll be receiving, no doubt, 100 or 200 emails over the next couple of hours about this as soon as I talk to you about it. The the efficacy of vaccines, let's start with that, and fundamentally, uh, and we'll go to point B in whether or not uh, people who are vaccinated actually do better if they're hospitalized from COVID. But let's talk about the efficacy of vaccines oh, right. and the need for booster shots.
1: The United States, which is absolutely impressive. Yeah. They collect the data on 181 million Americans that have been double vaccinated. And from 50 U.S. states, there was a report of some 19,500 patients who were double vaccinated that required hospitalization. So 14,500 of those people survived and some 4,400 died. But of those 4,400, 800 died for reasons other than COVID. You know, for example, they were in a car accident and died as a result of their injuries. So out of that 181 million people, Only about 3,600 people who were double vaccinated contracted the virus, was sick enough, and hospitalized and died. And of those, more than 85% were older than 65 years of age and had comorbidities. So Hmm. what do you summarize from that? The, The vaccines are...
0: Well, it's hard to argue with numbers, isn't
1: it? Oh, it really is. and I mean, it's an ongoing experiment where this data is being collected on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and it's given us information in real time, which we should be using to inform opinion. So
0: 181 million vaccinations, double vaccinations in the United States. Of those, some 19,000 plus uh, ended up in the hospital with COVID. And of those 19,000 plus, that's 19,000 out of 181 million. 81
1: million. Was
0: it 4,400 that... Forty-four hundred died. Died, okay. But eight hundred of those died for reasons
1: other than COVID, even though they tested positive COVID.
0: So out of one hundred eighty-one million double-vaccinated Americans, thirty-six hundred died in hospital from COVID. Correct. That didn't have comorbidities or yeah, comorbidities.
1: Nope. They did some, uh, They were uh, they were more elderly. Yeah. And they had comorbidities. Oh. What about the? So, so Roy, yeah. I'll tell you what's important out of this data set. Sure. It tells me that if you're an elderly individual and you have underlying medical conditions, even being double vaccinated means that you still have some level of risk and you should exercise other measures to keep you safe, like uh, staying away from people, wearing a mask, uh, hand washing, etc.
0: Dr. Blondo, when the booster is available, will you take it? Absolutely, 100%. I'm eligible on November
1: the 27th. I'll be the first in
0: line. Um, okay, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. There, there's no way that we we don't need to talk anymore about this. The numbers tell the story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about? are I,
0: impressive. The numbers are impressive. Yeah, it's it's amazing to 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 just just put those numbers together. And I know I'll be getting emails with YouTube videos. But anyway. Um, what about this, these, these antiviral pills from Merck and Pfizer? And they're saying that Pfizer's saying their antiviral pill could reduce the, uh, the hospitalization of COVID uh, patients, if you will, or those infected with COVID by 89%. What, what are your thoughts on antiviral pills?
1: Well, currently available for everybody to review is actually looking at individuals who are infected but have not advanced too far in terms of their clinical spectrum. So these are people that test positive. Are at higher risk and these uh, these world are preventing the disease from progressing so i I think they're excellent it's another um you know treatment in the armamentarium for covid but i don't think they're a replacement for vaccination
0: okay when when public health canada uh, dr blondo says that children under 12 years of age are leading the new covid infections across canada They're also saying COVID cases are declining in this country, but not as quickly as they wished for. Children under 12 leading new COVID infections across the country. What does that speak to?
1: Well, you know, we know from Health Canada's data uh, that you can find and look up on the Government of Canada website that uh, the vast majority, not the vast majority, but a substantial number of infections are occurring in younger individuals. And to my way of thinking, and based on the peer review, children are the reservoir for a lot of this virus currently in the country. While children tend not to get as severely ill and hospitalized and re- require intensive care treatment, it's not a it's not 100%. So some do, and I would say that that's a good enough for for children to be vaccinated.
0: Yeah.
1: As well. Children could become an important reservoir for transmission to other vulnerable people that happen to be within your family or social bubble um, or or being around anybody else that's at risk. So I do see this as an important component to getting our herd immunity higher than what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, This COVID is not a joke. I just read a story um, a few days ago about in British Columbia, nine lung transplants because of covid infections, and it doesn't get any more serious than lung transplants. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.